Welcome back, everybody, to the College Football Breakdown. I am your host, Zachary Haynes. Guys, this is going to be the best podcast we've ever had. You want to know why? Because we got me, we got Zach Edwards, Woo-hoo! we have Trey Woodbury, yo, yo. and we have Grant Bagwell. We have the core four on the podcast today to the talk all things college football. A lot of interesting things happened. Ohio State versus Penn State. Tennessee and Georgia are preparing for their showdown. And someone did a Miles Garrett and hit a Michigan player on the head with their football. And Zach just threw his gum into the trash can for, what, a field goal, a, a basket, a it's shot? It's a three-pointer. Three-pointer. That's that's good. Except we're, we're talking North football. North Carolina jersey. So, yeah, no basketball here. A, North jersey, a jersey, North Carolina jersey and a North Carolina sweatshirt, actually. Hey, let's just preface this podcast with an apology from, from Zach Haynes, myself, and Trey, that if any comments <laughs> are made about Drake May over the course of this podcast. Oh, you talking about the best quarterback in the nation, Drake May? We don't. No we, one cares. Yeah. <laughs> We, we're going to talk about North Carolina the, for five this seconds. This is the first time on the podcast ever that me, Grant, and Zach all agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> and, it is. and it's that absolutely no one cares hey, about hey, keep Drake hating May. Him. Keep hating on him. No, ne- next year. Watch what happens when we're in the playoffs. Next year, someone will care. <laughs> but not now. Anyway, right. let's move on. All right, right we're going to go to Ohio State and Penn State first. Number two, Ohio State at Happy Valley. Uh, Happy Valley ended up being not so Happy Valley. Uh, Ohio State won 44-31 to 31 over Penn State. Uh, another disappointing game uh, for Penn State. I, I, don't, I can't count how many top 10 losses this is for James Franklin uh, f- uh, under Penn State's, um, under his, what's the word? Regime, Reign? Regime. regime at Penn State? Uh, they were just, they were flat out dominated in the fourth Korea. quarter, especially when it, when it counts. Uh, key stats here, four turnovers in the game, which led to 21 points for Ohio State. Again, if, if you want to win a game of this magnitude against a team like Ohio State, Penn State, you cannot turn the ball over. It, it's as simple as that. But they're not all on Sean Clifford and the fact that they were giveaways. Like, they were actually takeaways in some sense. Like, when your defensive linemen are playing like that, it, it's hard not yeah, to get takeaways. That's true. JT uh, Tumaya Lola, I think that's how you say it. I, I think I, it's I spelled G O A T. G O A T. Goat. Wow, I can't believe I had to spell that out just so I can understand what you're saying. Uh, but he had six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and one interception touchdown. That That's one of the craziest stat lines I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, from a defensive player uh, for a game that he completely took over in the second half. Uh, receivers on both sides of the ball, especially for Penn State, Parker Washington had a tremendous game. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had a tremendous game as well. Yeah, uh, you, you, have to give, you have to give credit to the receivers stepping up. I thought Sean Clifford, outside of the interceptions, had a good game. But again, the the, the story for this game is, is you can't turn the ball over in pivotal situations. That's exactly what Penn State did, and it cost them 21 points in the game. They could have won if they didn't turn the ball over. Um, initial thoughts. Uh, first thing I'm going to say is it's pretty much like a German blitzkrieg what happened in the fourth quarter. Um, was oh, it? Two touchdowns in 36 seconds. Yeah, it, it was it was like that. I think it was like three touchdowns in yeah. two minutes. And that's 28 in the fourth quarter. My, my biggest takeaway is that after watching this game and the game with Michigan is that Penn State is not quite there yet. Like, they're clearly the third best team in the Big Ten to me, but they are not a top two team like Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, it's, it's Michigan and Ohio State in the Big Ten and then everyone else. Well, it's it's... Ohio State, Michigan, like Penn State, and then everybody else. Yeah. Well, Illinois. Penn State's we'll been see. almost there for like a decade. 
almost there. We'll, we'll ten talk. And, ten and two, eleven and three, or eleven and two, ten and three. If you were going to sum <clears throat> up the James Franklin tenure at Penn State in one word, it's just almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, but only because nine and but four. Judging nine, what, only because nine and three. Is judging not one the word. the Sandusky <laughs> era that he came into, Wide out. <laughs> like th- this is a good thing for their program. But they they've been the same for like six years. Yeah, well, it, it's speaking the, of the whiteout thing. Did anybody notice that they checkerboarded the stadium? Really? What for Penn State? It didn't look as cool, to be honest. Yeah, I missed the whiteout. We're talking about how Tennessee's the number one. Team no, in the no, 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 oh, no. Yeah, we're we're yeah, talking yeah, about how yeah. Penn State like kind of checkered them, um, checkered the stadium against Ohio State, and it didn't look as cool. It didn't. It's we, not as intimidating yeah. as when, the whiteout. When Tennessee, yeah, when Tennessee does it, it looks like puke, and when Penn State does it, it looks like black and white, like a newspaper. Wait, it makes it the all whiteout makes it look like more people, and so when you don't do that. Yeah. Actually, it also doesn't matter because Ohio State's a better football team. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you allow 10.4 yards per pass, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's a first down every pass. 18 and a half yards per reception. The guy is playing incredibly well. The thing is that they also threw the ball 47 times with Sean Clifford. They averaged 26 per game, and they were six and one. You can't throw it 47 times with Sean Clifford. You got to establish the run if you're if you're um Penn State. Mm -hmm. And they had a they had a. Horrible time trying to uh, what establish the run. Yeah, and w- once you get down, what are you going to do? You know, you can't run the ball in those circumstances. So, do you think like let's say Ohio State makes it in the playoff? I don't really see some of those top SEC teams from what I've seen so far. I mean, they're not Ohio State's defense isn't bad, but like we've seen before, like SEC is different physicality and speed. Do you think they're going to have any problem running on the Ohio State team? I don't think they're going to have a I think the the Ohio State defense is is a really it was really solid. Yeah. It's it's overall a good defense. Um my concern that I put here in the notes is that they had 98 yards on 26 carries. That's not going to Penn State Penn State got absolutely mauled by Michigan on in the running game. They had 418 yards Michigan did on them. So if you can't establish a run as as Ohio State I, I see you having a hard time against the higher scoring offenses. Well, we'll see. And they can pass the ball with some of the best of them. My thing is seeing if they can stop the run. Because last year they were fine until they played Michigan, and they got bullied. Yeah. Because that kind of offense, like a pass-happy, like kind of soft, finesse-style team, will not transfer into cold-weather games. So what happened last year when they played Michigan. We'll see if it transfers this year. Blake Corms, the man. He's very good. He's very, very good. I very think good. Ohio State's going to have a very, very tough day with him. Grant, I think they're gonna kill him. Yeah, there, there's, there it is. I'm just waiting for Grant. Grant's sitting silently right now. He's like a lion about to, like, you, about to pounce on his like, prey. You think Ohio State's gonna kill Michigan? Absolutely. But from what we've seen, all right, all right, give your opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm your, sorry <laughs> I just, I have look. The Big Ten poses a problem for me every year because I just come in with these just horrible here. expectations, and they're, they're th- as low as I have them. 99% of the times they still still fail to meet my expectations. And I just I just think I mean, Ohio State's been the exception. I mean, you're talking about a conference that as a whole hasn't been really relevant in this century outside of Ohio State. Yeah. And um and Ohio man, don't, State, don't count out Illinois. Fair. All right. Don't yeah. count. Oh, those are <laughs> I. Those are <laughs> I. However you want to say. But um <laughs> no, seriously, I I just and that's great that Michigan beat them last year, and I understand what you're talking about. How I think Trey, you were the one that said that they got that Ohio State got bullied at the line, mm-hmm. but 
overall, you look at the what was previous eight years before that that had been since Michigan and beaten Ohio State. Okay. I, I don't think that Michigan has all of a sudden established some dynasty to where they're going to flip the script. They've they've flipped. They have a new style on offense. Like they they play physical, chew the clock football. Whereas Ohio State's like, man, we want to get points quick. Like you watch the Michigan State game. Like they're just chasing points, chasing mm-hmm. points. And the thing is, if you can control the tempo of a game, you can cool those offenses. Like th- this weekend with Georgia and Tennessee, like, let's watch that. <laughs> let's see if Georgia's physicality, if they don't try to slow the game down and keep the ball away from Hinton Hooker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can really isolate and cool down an offense by controlling the ball on your side. Mm-hmm. Also, James Franklin, we mentioned this with his tenure. He has one top 10 win since 2014. That was the Ohio State game. When was it? No, I think he's his Ohio State win was in 2016. It was Penn State so Michigan, wasn't it? Oh, it wasn't a it wasn't a top ten win. It was a top ten win, but that's his that's, only that's win. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's his only one. Was that's his only yeah. one. I was a freshman in high school in 2014. Yeah. I graduated college last year. Just the thing. The thing is, is I'm not time. I'm not calling for his job to say, but I'm saying, is he the guy you want at Penn State? Do you want to consistently be nine and three and ten and two? And I don't think that's the goal. I think the goal at Penn State is to be eleven and one, twelve and zero, being in playoff contention competing with Ohio, not just competing with Ohio State, but beating Ohio State consistently. And I don't, see, I haven't seen that under Penn State's tenure um, under with James Franklin. My th- two Trey, things. How old are you? I've turned 23 in like two weeks. Oh. He's so, so, so two things. <laughs> he's First not, of all. I'm just saying, I thought he was way, I thought he was like a year older than me. Trace, was not, Trace not. McSorley. Trace McSorley and Sean Clifford are not Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Like there's been a disparity at quarterback. And secondly, Bro. the offense their offensive style has like gone somewhat between like college spread and pro style. It's not very dynamic. The things they do, like they don't wow you with what they're doing on offense. Bring in a new offensive coordinator or recruit heavy at quarterback. Like that's how you win championships. They have Drew Allar, five star. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. I mean, they just need to develop that. Um, it's not that their quarterbacks have been bad, but they haven't been that top tier level. And unless you're Georgia from last year, you're not going to the college football playoff without a top tier quarterback. Yep, <laughs> Greg just sits back every in his chair and every, smiling. Every time, every time that Trey's mentioned Georgia so far, Zach's just looked at me <laughs> and like some waiting for some snarky comment. The game's coming. I'll get to my snarky comments in a little yeah. while. Okay, Bennett, Bennett isn't. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but. we'll talk about it. Uh, we're we're gonna get first to a massacre that happened. Oh, um, stop! Where stop! It's, he's already dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Halloween right now. So mm-hmm. let me tell you something scary. Kansas State beat. Oklahoma State, forty-eight to nothing. See, is that is beat though? Let's talk about vocabulary. Is beat really a strong enough word? <laughs> so you know, ah, <laughs> I don't think it was. It's crazy, man. They beat them forty-eight to nothing. Look, I'm annihilated, gonna... vaporized. <laughs> yeah, like whenever Godzilla nuked. like destroys like Japanese cities, like he's like, oh, he beat the city. No, like he like demolished it. Like yeah. he flattened it. Yeah, like all the skyscrapers are shattered. <laughs> when, when, the United, when the United States was testing nuclear weapons in the 1950s. One of those explosions going off in a major metropolitan area would have caused less damage than what we watched <laughs> on Saturday. And sp- again, there's been bigger spreads in cultural history, but that was a top 10 team. Yeah. Oklahoma State, that I think, is was no longer a top 10 team. Oklahoma State, I think, was a one point underdog. <laughs> my, my biggest thing is like, I watched this game and I just thought, like, what is Texas, man? Like, what is Texas? Texas lost to Oklahoma State, and then Oklahoma State didn't score versus Kansas State. Spencer Sanders is the most up-and-down quarterback. He just he doesn't consistently perform in big games. I mean, it's 
I, I looked at my key stats here, like key stats, key players. All right, Spencer Sanders isn't on there. There's no key stat for Oklahoma State. The only key stat is that they have the number zero by their name. I mean, it's the entire stat sheet that just shows you how dominant Kansas State was. The entire team can show you how dominant Kansas State was. And they had their backup QB in the game. Will Howard, Kansas State's backup QB, was playing. And they absolutely smoked them. They, they got 500 yards of offense. Smoked them. And Kansas State, they looked good against TCU with Will Howard at QB. Then TCU made some adjustments, and they came out and they shut out Kansas State. My my thing is, is Kansas State, if Kansas State is able to run the table the rest of the way and play TCU in the Big 12 championship, Kansas State has is threatening enough to knock off TCU, especially when you play them a second time. Because anytime you beat a team, it's so hard to beat them again. Mm-hmm. You can look at the Georgia and Alabama. Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia comes back in the national championship and beats them. Mm-hmm. Kansas State could play spoiler oh, yeah. for TCU's undefeated season in the Big 12. Uh, my thing is I, I am done projecting with the Big 12. Starting the year with Baylor, starting the year with Oklahoma, then Texas caught TCU, Kansas. There have been so many teams that have like caught the spotlight for a week or two. And if they did, like TCU is the team I'm still rocking with for that. I'd be interested to see them play again, but like I'm obviously not betting money on Kansas State replicating this week to week. And TCU's eight and zero too. They're looking good. They are looking. They're looking very good. Especially Max off- Duggan, man. He's... Off- offensively, they're amazing with yeah. Max Duggan. Duggan is playing like legit. Yeah, Zach, you and I saw uh, Mike Gundy's press conference or part of Mike Gundy's press conference yeah. the other day. And what was it he said? I think he said that we weren't able to do much. And you and I have looked at each other and went. No, 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 no. It wasn't that you weren't able to do much. You score. You, by definition, weren't able to do anything. <laughs> don't, don't give me that much. <laughs> his, his press conference, he didn't do, they didn't do much. He also put in that they were unprepared on how they practiced. I've, I've heard a lot of coaches say, hey, we just weren't prepared. No, 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 no. He went, he added another prep, preposition there or whatever is it, um, Dependent clause of how they practice. He's looking at us. He said they were unprepared because of how they practiced. I mean, isn't it? That's his, a pro- it's That's his a problem. job. Like, yeah, to control he, the practice. He he owned up to it. He owned up to it. He said he made adjustments in practice that cost them the game. But my thing is, is your team didn't show up. Stop. Yeah, you can't just have zero points and say that you're unprepared. Well, There's something else. What happens is they come out. Different style, different tempo than you're expecting, than you're anticipating, maybe more physical, and you just give up. Oh yeah, Everyone's were, fight or flight. Like, they were 100% more physical. When you when were. you get down by a lot, are you going to rally back or are you going to give up? And I mean, <laughs> we don't have to ask. We know. <laughs> they folded quick. What was it? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name for the life of me. But uh, back, it's, I think it was back in the early 2000s, late 90s, the, the Colts had a coach. The Colts were terrible, and they had a coach that um, – uh, I guess it would have been late '90s because not Tony Dungy. No, no, it was. It's, it would have been. It's, it's, it's Mora. Yeah, it's, 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 yes, it's Mora. Playoffs, yeah, Jim. It's that. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he 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 was asked after a uh, after a, a loss um, what he thought of the execution of his offense, and he responded by saying he was all for it. So um, <laughs> I have a feeling that's probably a little bit how Mike Gundy felt on uh on saturday <laughs> although he probably could have thrown the defense in there too so the yeah. defense that on was offense all around performance. how they have fallen from a year ago oklahoma state they yeah. were so close to making the playoff man they were one yard short one i mean yard. technically they only had one loss this year they weren't like no, out they weren't of out it, of it but i mean the, they were a long shot but they the thing weren't is out the, of it the big 12 just eats itself alive 
There's just so many good teams, but not great teams. They're great games to watch. Yeah. Yep. Except for this one. But like yeah. no, this was not a great game. <laughs> if to you watch. like offense. Yeah, if you're a Kansas State fan, this was an amazing game. It's probably one of the greatest moments in Kansas State history, beating a top ten team by forty eight points. Let's face it though, if a Big Twelve team had made the playoff if Baker Mayfield couldn't win a playoff game, or any of these teams going to win a playoff game? Hey, t- you never know with TCU. Dude, Texas, man. Like, I felt different about this year's Texas team. Like, I, yeah. Quinn Ewers we, is very we, good. We feel different about Texas every single year. I said Texas might make it in the playoff. Like, at the beginning, like, after we saw what they did, like, why well, I, I wanted them to. There's, <laughs> there's one team with a T reigning overall right now, and that's Tennessee, not Texas. We'll get that's to true. That. We'll get to that. <laughs> that's true. In other SEC action. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Auburn Athletics has hired John. That was a great nice, transition. Nice, yeah, Trey, nice deflection there Trey, too. Trey knows how to. Trey transition knows how to do Trey. the transitions. Transition. Uh, Trey. I thought this was. I thought this was a uh, like a a uh, recap podcast. We don't have to talk about Brian Harson. I think that you. Uh, I think you're deflecting from another SEC team that we haven't. No, talked we can't. Well, no, he's we trying, to, what he's trying to. That's not important. This first isn't off, even breaking news anymore. First, well, first it's, off, it's pretty surprising. Fifteen million dollar buyout. Well, I mean. He's nine and twelve, Brian Harson. I mean, not only that, not only that, they hired a a, an AD of Mississippi State. His first move, oh, get him out of there, get Brian Harson out. He's there for two years, nine and twelve. I mean, it's not a shock. I mean, the boosters didn't want the booster wanted him out. I mean, my thoughts: if you've got the bank account, if you've got the check, get that guy out of here, man. He ruined Auburn the last two years. Oh yeah. When Gus Malzahn left, they were fading. Like, don't get me wrong. But this was tough. I, I, I'm glad to see Auburn make the move. It's just sad to see Auburn result in this after two years. I mean, for years, Auburn had good coaches, good program. You know, hard to see him fall so fast. How attractive a job is Auburn? Uh, probably more so right now than it's been in a while just because of the fact that all of a sudden Alabama looks immortal for the moment. But I mean, Alabama's going to win the West again this year. Well, outside of the SEC in the West and the money and playing Bama, I don't know how attractive it is because of the toxic atmosphere with the boosters. Oh, in like, that regard, I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't it's, want to be a coach. Well, oh, I mean, it's horrible. You, you in that have regard. like if you have two bad seasons as an Auburn head coach, you're gone. You know, no. You, I mean, like there's a difference between like having a bad season and losing like four or five games. Yeah, yeah. And there's a difference between this, right? And I, I think, I think you know, you're expected at a team with as much like history as Auburn has. Um, to perform at a very high level. You know, if you're not getting at least – I mean, and seven is still not a good Auburn season. Like, seven wins is not – but if you're not getting that, I mean, you're going to be gone, like Trey said, pretty quickly. Um, and it's just been – it's been really, really bad. Uh, it's And pretty sad, to be honest, there, to watch just, Auburn collapse. There's just been a lot of stuff behind the scenes at Auburn that just isn't good. Um, and, and right now, I only see – I wouldn't want to put a lot of guys – at the Auburn coaching head coaching position right now, there's a couple of guys that I see, but I think those guys are not as much analytical and recruiters. I think it has to be a culture guy that comes in. Bro, Matt Rule to Auburn? <laughs> Matt Rule is a culture guy. He did that at the Baylor. Um, you could put in the name Matt Campbell for Iowa State. He's a culture, big culture guy. You could put P.J. Fleck from Minnesota, culture guy. But my big one is Luke Fickle out of Cincinnati. If you have the money, throw a blank check at him. Let him sign for as much as he wants. Because he's shown he's shown what he did at Cincinnati. Just I, This weekend made me sad to see them lose such a close one yeah. to UCF. Like They lost so much talent from last year. Like I really like Luke Fickle. And they've been good. They've been good this year. Yeah. I just want to revisit the one comment that Zach 
Edwards made just a second ago about the that's been what you said it's been sad to watch Auburn. <laughs> I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, but I, I mean, but as yeah. granted, yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah. unbiased in the SEC department. As yeah, long I might as be a someone, troll, but I'm I, also a Georgia fan. As long so. as someone He's other than Alabama good. is doing, He's good. feeling good. Georgia's good, yeah, undefeated, very good, and Auburn stinks. Florida <laughs> stinks, and Tennessee's really good. Speaking so of let's, Florida let's, stinking. Uh, don't, don't don't we have something I was up not, next on I the was agenda? not trying to I was not trying to transition to that yet. I was trying to keep on Brian Harson, but if we want to move on to this so, uh, SEC uh, showdown <laughs> which <you> got <laughs> number 2 Tennessee at number 1 Georgia next week. Ba-da, but let's talk about the two. Yes. Oh, the CBS theme will be great. Um huh. and it'll be what? A blackout or I think it would be cool if it was a blackout in Athens, but I think it's going to be oh, no, Dude, the not, black Tennessee be red. jerseys. There, there is no way we're doing a blackout next week. Oh, that is be gimmicky. All, that was under Mark Rick. It's going to be all George red. It's going to be oh, all Yeah. They're going to flood that they thing. Even, they even got the nice lights as well that are going to come well, down in the stadium. Maybe late, it depends on how late the game goes. Well, when they if they win. And it's not filled with orange, the ugly orange and white all over the I did the have stadium. a Tennessee fan text me today. I was, we were texting back and forth, having some fun. And uh, um, let's see what he said. He, you would, y'all will enjoy his comment. He said, uh, Sanford Stadium is smaller and the acoustics aren't nearly as good as Neyland, but I'm sure Rocky Top will sound just as good in Athens Saturday night. Oh. I actually made a comment similar to that before you got here, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what? I, are we somewhat members of the media while we're on this podcast? I yeah, suppose? we're so, we're actually yeah. we are members of the okay, media. Okay, we're members of the media. Guys, all I'm saying is um Tennessee has been on a heavy dose of rat poison for a few weeks now coming up against the team that has yet to be proven to not be the best team in the country. And all I'm saying is Georgia has it's like what Herb Street said I think 2 weeks ago. He said if you're a Georgia fan, it might be frustrating not to hear anybody talk about Georgia, but Georgia has not given anybody a reason to talk about them because they've been outside of a few a few lackluster performances. They've steamrolled everybody yeah. as they were supposed to. They haven't been talked about, and Tennessee's getting all this talk. Just saying, yeah, I could eat my words next week, but I have said multiple times: if Tennessee wins this game, it's very similar to the Alabama game. They win a close one. Right. The only team that walks out of here after well, with a, with having demolished the other team is the University of Georgia. Tennessee is not walking in and blowing Georgia out at home. Oh, absolutely not. And there's not, a there's a reason Georgia's almost a two-touchdown favorite heading into this game. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you can say, you know, maybe Georgia's the best team. Um, maybe uh, Tennessee's the best team. I mean, Alabama, if they play better. Some people might even say Ohio State is the best team. But you know who's not the best team in the nation? The University of Florida. Why? Why? Why do you got to do that? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to transition. You go, to I the, understand to you're trying Georgia to transition, but I'm trying to avoid it as much as I can, so I don't have to well, talk we, about we it. We got to steamroll it. No, I was going to troll Florida, but they, they, they. What is there to troll about? We're four and four. <laughs> I was going to. Tro- I was going to troll about missing out on recruits or the the guy yeah. that got dismissed today. But you know what? You, you pick or take, whatever. Imagine leaving the University of Georgia like Brenton Cox did, and saying, "Hmm, I'll go to the one school in America." Where it's essentially a Division One single A, like it's it's the t- or Division One top top league school that is essentially like a last chance U in the SEC. Wow! And you still wow can't stay on the team. <laughs> wow! He just called us a last chance U school. Let's wow, face it: talk- if you can fog a mirror, you can play football at Florida. <laughs> oh my, my gosh! Moving, moving moving back into football. Look, here's um, here's the thing: two thirty nine on the ground for Georgia. All right. 100 for Florida. 
the, the thing is, oh uh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! He just rounded up. He rounded up. But but no, it's a hundred. On the money, Brad. On the money. Yeah, 100. 100 rushing yards on the but, stat sheet. But Florida's defense counting has looked really good versus the run this year. It's not, there, were, there were three. Well, Georgia ran. The thing is, is that Florida has looked good on the. Uh, yeah, like their linebackers are good. Yeah, Ventro, so, Ventro, Mo, and Bernie played really well, but. But when, when, when you're, you're getting pushed offense. on the line of scrimmage, there's nothing you can do. The thing that Georgia showed really is they're the most talented. Like they're the most complete team in the nation, in my opinion. Amen. Like like Tennessee <laughs> might win. But Tennessee's not going to win because they're better top to bottom than Georgia. They're right. explosive. They're flashy. They run a good scheme. Right. But, like, for Georgia to come in and just power Florida, who has a good quarterback, that they're physical. It's not like Florida's this pushover team. Florida's one of the best rushing teams in the nation. Florida Florida yards per carry is the best team in the nation. They mm-hmm. averaged six yards per carry, and yeah. they were held for 2.9. That's something that – okay, now Kirby ta- – and I'll – I'm kind of – I don't want to move too far ahead into next week because I know we're doing a recap, but – that is one thing that Kirby said this past week when addressing the upcoming Tennessee game is that Tennessee throws the ball, they're, they're pass happy for sure, as you as any team would be with the receiver talent that they have. However, Kirby did point out that they run the ball very well. This past week, like you said, Florida, one of the best teams in the country when it comes to running the ball, did not have success. One of those main reasons, Jalen Carter's back. Yep. I think that is huge yeah. heading into the Tennessee game for Georgia. Because with Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter absolutely eats up two linemen. He, he's probably second best defensive player in the nation, maybe. Yeah, behind like, Will Anderson. Yeah, but you look at like players coming out for the. Well, pros, and you could make, you could make an argument right now that Jalen Carter is even more valuable than Will Anderson is because Will Anderson did nothing against Tennessee. Jalen Carter, again, he's well, going to be like it's a hard jo- when you're getting double teamed. Well, he's like well, he's also like a Jordan Davis though. He's, his stats are not going to blow you away, He's a better but that's not rusher. his position. Yeah. But it's not his job to to have 11 and a half sacks a year and all these tackles. He is supposed to eat up blocks and clog the middle. Now, like Trey said, he does actually get out the quarterback, which we saw multiple times this well, past that, Saturday. That's the thing is for Hendon Hooker, edge rush pressure is dangerous, but it's not as dangerous. You can step up in the pocket. You can look deep because that's their game. They want to go deep over the middle, down the sidelines, especially like cover yeah, two. They cover spread you out, but I think Georgia has the speed. <clears throat> but the thing is with uh, Carter, he can press the pocket from within, and so he can't step up in the pocket. Along with Bear Alexander and Stackhouse. I mean, you're going three deep at defensive tackle again, mm-hmm. So, they, and there's a ton of talent. Now, you definitely have, you have like you said, like we were talking about edge pressure. Edge pressure, you have Robert Beal on the, on the edge, Nolan Smith, a little bit of a question mark there um, with an injury this past week. But you, uh, the assumption is I haven't heard anything major out of it, so I assume that he's going to be good to go on Saturday. You know, they're going to with everything uh, he can. <laughs> I was to say they're they're going to get him. They're going to get him out there somehow. But um, and I assume that's one of the reasons he stayed out of the Florida game is because mm-hmm. they're trying not to re-injure. <laughs> there was there was no need. But yeah, and and at the I mean again, Florida. Kudos wow, I to just Florida. Roasted my own team. Well, kudos <laughs> kudos to Florida though for sticking in the game. I mean, like we talked about Zach, you and I talked about this on Saturday. It was this is the difference. I've seen way too many casual Florida fans come on and start dogging Billy Napier. Look, this Florida team is basically the exact same Florida team that took the field last year against Georgia and just rolled over. Mm-hmm. Not just against Georgia. They basically did it against Samford, at least on defense. And South this Carolina. Is a, yeah, and South Carolina. <laughs> I was is, at that game. I know. Is a, this is a change in culture. So, yeah, the, you, the got, is good. you got absolutely dominated mm-hmm. in all facets of the game. But the fact they didn't give up. Was the impressive part, and you have to remember for the talent gap between Florida and Georgia right now. Yeah, it's massive. Is huge. It's twenty-five so, five stars to two five stars. Yes, and so you, it, it's it's 
it's not a fair fight. It's yeah. not. Georgia can play a bad game plan and just out-athlete a well, team like that. That's what they did is that, they, they came back and just— Yes, they did. But that being said, the only way, the only thing that leaves it open for Florida is the fact that they absolutely just never gave up in that game. And it did the same thing. Florida—look, as a Florida fan, you have to be—all the casual fans, fire Billy Napier, put Anthony Richardson. Anthony not. Richardson played a really—I thought he played a great game. I, as I was watching the game, he was hurt on that first play. He's still not healthy. He hasn't been he, healthy he since wasn't, Utah. He wasn't. He was. He hasn't been healthy at all. It's hard, it's hard to be healthy when you're literally a fullback. Yeah, like on, in the offensive <laughs> gameplay. And he, I thought he played really well. But this is not the first time that Florida's shown fight. They played Tennessee. They were down 38-21, and Florida came back. That like, was a close game. Florida did the same thing against Georgia. Yeah, they gave Tennessee everything they yeah, wanted, and yeah. then some. We didn't know about Tennessee yet because of how Florida played. We just didn't no. Know. And I think Florida has. I think that's the difference, and that's why I think it's going to translate for Florida. But on the other side, as a Georgia fan, it's I think it's just good that they got punched in the mouth. Yeah. Because Tennessee's going to do the exact same thing to Georgia. They've had they've had two or three games right in a row, Vanderbilt and Auburn, that they haven't done none of those teams haven't haven't done anything. But Florida being able to punch them in the mouth, give them a little pushback where it's a close game in the third quarter. And then Georgia being able to respond back, I think, is important. Especially when you had three turnovers. Florida, I was going to say, Florida, it's not just that Florida even just came back. Georgia really started playing sloppy and let Florida back in. But Georgia regained composure, basically, and did the exact same thing in the fourth quarter that they did in Florida in the entire first half, was you just kind of put your hand on their head and just shove them back down. We're talking about, you guys are talking about really valuable players on Georgia and just how many valuable players they have on defense because they're so stacked. I thought you were going to talk about somebody else. No, I was going to say, how good is Brock Bowers? Oh, I knew, that's, that is who I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, like, if, I'm sorry, and this is, this is objective. He's the best player in the country. Really? I, that's a, that's a... I mean, <laughs> I was not expecting that to be what followed. This is objective. <laughs> <laughs> objective, like truth. He's a top three player in the country. I'll, I'll name someone. Name someone better. I'll He's wait. really, really good. Uh, don't well, say Drake man. I'm, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't gonna say Drake. It crossed your mind. I thought well, he was gonna say Drake May. Drake May. No, I shouldn't have said his name. No, well, hey, hey, we'll, 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 we'll talk about him. You just wait. He's on the agenda. Well, well, come on, hey, hey. We don't want to hurt the I'm people's ears that are listening. Bring right. up Drake May and he loses. Will it. Will Anderson. Will Anderson's really good. I, I, I didn't would say, say I didn't is he better than Brock Bowers? Yes. Will Anderson. Whoo! That's a bold statement. I would I, I would think probably Will stick Anderson's with Will Anderson. Jalen Carter and Keely Ringo is very good. No. Uh, you don't think so? He's not none of those none of those I, I don't think Keely Ringo is as good as people. I think the interception against Alabama kind of put his name up there. Oh, Keely Ringo's a stud, bro. I, I th- well, my my thing is I that's don't th- my matchup for the next week. Look of the week is Ringo <sighs> look, on Hyatt. There are some corners Ooh. that just have it. <laughs> that leaves. Stark I think on I think there are multiple corners. I Garrett Williams of Syracuse. I think is better than Keely Ringo. Ooh. Um, here comes Syracuse again. No, 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 no. Just because Syracuse is not a good team doesn't mean that's that their corners are That's true. Here. All the Garrett, Clemson fans listening to this right they now are Clemson, like, wait, no, actually they're Cle- good. Clemson would have lost <laughs> if Garrett Williams was playing for Syracuse against them. I have a theory, though. I think because of the colors of Syracuse and Illinois, they cause Zach to bring them up more every podcast. <laughs> like, they have almost the same colors, same, like, you know, uniform yeah. scheme. Zach just likes to talk about that. That's so I, funny. I agree. That's, Syracuse does have some really good corners, though. They, okay. Their corners are good, man. Back back to what Zach Edwards brought up there regarding Brock Bowers. Give him two. He is a 
stud. Oh, yeah. The dude's incredible. What was it Marcus Freeman said a few weeks ago? That he, he tweeted a picture of him and the tight end for, I can't think of his name. Michael Mayer. Name. Thank you. Michael Mayer is a stud, too, but Brock Bowers is better. Brock Bowers, no. If you got both those guys on one team, Bowers is, they're, well, they're both playing, but Bowers oh. is starting. If you had and all of those is, guys, is you don't even Brock need hours to start you know, you know on what all the five teams in the NFL. You know what the crazy thing? You know what the crazy thing is though? You're just talking about like having both of them on the same team. Georgia basically does have that at tight end right now because Darnell Washington, the big O, oh, you can't take him down. I, no, I honestly, he's Bowers is a true sophomore though, is he not? Yeah. He's so not, he's got a whole a full another year at Georgia, <laughs> unfortunately, and he's already a top. I think you could make a legitimate argument top three. T- Top three player in the country. No. Oh, I, I I'm think, already I saying think he it's objective. A, he's think, the best player in the country. I think he is a top three player in the country. He's very good. I do too. I think he's, he's a top one player. <laughs> I'll keep saying that. He's very explosive. He is not the best blocker. CJ Stroud. No. CJ Stroud. Bryce Hart. Bryce, Bryce yep. Young. Yep. Hendon Hooker. You guys. CJ Stroud does some. not get the love. No, he doesn't. CJ Stroud is really good. Uh, let's move on. We're going to move on to Kentucky and Tennessee. This one's going to be a quick one because we have a very big topic coming up that I've been saving for. Uh, this was a massacre on Rocky Top. Kentucky's just glad that Oklahoma State played this weekend. Yeah, so it didn't look as bad. I it was very surprised, though. 44-6. to six. Um, I thought Tennessee was going to sleepwalk through this game. No, nah, there's there's none. I just <laughs> bailed way off the Will Levis train, too. I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty out. Six points? I mean, Tennessee's defense is not bad. Like, they are much improved from last year. That's why they're— Yeah, but they're not that— <laughs> If their offense was it not ain't. what it was, they would not be ranked like L- this. Let's <laughs> be honest. Hey, yeah. for all those saying that Will Levis was better than Anthony Richardson, because Anthony Richardson wasn't healthy against Kentucky, Anthony Richardson threw for 400 yards on that Tennessee defense. Will Levis threw for three interceptions. It's the now sa- understand and- the Tennessee offense is—the Kentucky, the Tennessee defense is improved— but Will Levis, you got to throw them more well, than 98 yards and three is, interceptions. Though, he's chasing. Like, he's chasing them. He's trying to make big plays as well, like to you know, go against Hendon Hooker. Yeah. And he, he couldn't. I just remember he's watching one good. specific play, and it was just this guy. It was Will Levis rolling out to his left, and he and he eyed the receiver the whole time. And it, the receiver was running some kind of hook route. And it, it does, he's not he's, – I'm sorry, he's not good. I, he's not bad, but he's not. he's really not that good. And it's bad what I'm saying. I, I mean, when you want to talk about even a guy like Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett isn't doesn't have the greatest arm in the world. But man, he I mean he can scramble. Will Levis doesn't really. Well, it's thing is is that he doesn't mind. have the greatest arm. But sometimes sometimes Stetson Bennett doesn't make the greatest decisions. But most of the time he does. And then but you have yeah no you're right and sometimes he just knows how to run an offense. And, and yeah that's and, what I was going to say. One, and sometimes you know when he doesn't make the greatest decisions, he's thrown to the best player in the country who makes acrobatic catches and <laughs> scores from 74 yards. True. Thank you. Much Thank to you. Zach's chagrin. One, one thing. Thank you so I, much. I had to get that play in one, there somehow. No, Did I it, know. I know. Oh, it, it, it was, was crazy. Play of the week. It's it off crazy. the chain. What one thing that is crazy to me about Tennessee's offense is yeah they are super super talented, but some of the like schemes. That they're running, like, and they're route running, like Jalen. I can't remember. They they ran. Uh, I can't remember which receiver it was that was lined up beside him, where he kind of ran like a post, and Jalen Hyatt ran a fly, but it was like this wheel fly hybrid where he like started running up like the seam normally, and just like they crossed, and he just kind of took a sidestep to the right and ran up the sideline, and like the scheming of how they run their route sometimes, where they just have defense. At least Kentucky's defense was like, we have no clue what's going on. Yeah, it on. looks like me in intramural football. I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, we actually, we actually you're played, talking about Kentucky's defense? We looks played like a team in high school that ran that. 
Oh, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Thomas Sumter ran that pattern my senior year. I remember that. Uh, it's, did, it's a fun it tr- thing. Did it torch us? No. Oh, okay. They were bad. But anyway, it, it's a good thing. <laughs> you look at the receiver talent, Tennessee, you can do some fun things. And Jalen Hyatt has 14 touchdowns. Hey, Zach. He's so good. Cross that off the, the podcast bucket list. We have reached back into Trey's high school glory days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, whenever uh, Trey's senior year, uh, we scored on a uh, Hail Mary uh, to beat a team that we were supposed to lose by 33 points to in the first round of the playoffs. And Trey held on the play, and there was a flag, and Trey saw it on the ground, and he was thinking, I just cost my team this game. But it turned out they called pass interference. It was pass so, interference, by but the way. W- one of the one of the greatest moments of Trey's life uh, as, as an athlete was not being called <laughs> for <laughs> holding. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it, it was great. It was a great day. Trey, did you did you hold on? Oh yeah. Well, my thing is, <laughs> so so what is happening is we we get the ball back. We're down by like four or five something like that, and we get to the line of scrimmage, and four. there's there's like four or five seconds left. I look at the clock, and I look at the, the center, and I'm like, this is the last time like I'm ever gonna be wearing football pads. Like this is it. <laughs> like I'm like thinking this in my mind, and I get in my stance, and he's like, ready go, and then I'm like, oh the ball snapped. Like this guy's got a like big head start on me off the line of scrimmage, so like I can't give up a sack on the last play. (laughs) (laughs) So he didn't (laughs) put him in a headlock. What does this have to do with anything about Tennessee? No, no, no. It wasn't about Tennessee. It was SEC conversation. What he was just saying was that the SEC, the current SEC refs, were actually doing a high school game that weekend. Yeah, yeah, totally uh, missed. Well, my, I was going to transition though. What I was saying at that point is, I'm very excited to see what Georgia's secondary will do. I think Georgia secondary is better than Alabama's by a lot. Uh, Keely Ringo, yes. I think he's very good. Like in terms of man coverage, I'm excited to see. What I think he does. I think Malachi Starks is better. Or maybe he might now. Like on on October the 31st, 2022. Yes. Ooh, that's bold. Well, that we'll is see. that is a bold statement. We'll that's also Kirby's, coming from a former DB. We'll see what Kirby Smart thinks by who he puts on who. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, yeah. I think Malachi Starks is the he's the dude. Oh, I'm not. I've seen. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot from Malachi Starks. Um, I think he's almost had a pick this weekend. Yeah, he's he's very he's very good. He shuts down the receivers. Um, I thought Kelly Ringo gets out of position a lot, but again, I I think if he gets out of position against Tennessee, I think Tennessee's going to burn him. I don't think I don't think Kelly Kelly Ringo has. I haven't seen the speed. I haven't seen the speed from him. What? I haven't. He's a burner, but we'll see. I haven't seen the speed. He he gets beat. He gets beat over the top a lot. To quote the Remember the Titans, you must be outside of your mind. Maybe I haven't seen a lot of Georgia's games, but I've watched a lot of Georgia games this year. Uh, I think you're thinking of Ain't No Mountain High, Ain't No Valley Low. That's a good scene. Okay. That's that's a great movie. <laughs> it is. But anyway, but no, Keely Ringo's a no, – he's, he's, I understand he's a he runs speedster. like a 4-3 or something like that. Hey. But. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I'm excited to see. Obviously, if you're that athletic, you can you can rely on not having great technique. To make plays, but you can't versus these receivers. No, Jalen Hyatt's gonna burn him. If let me rephrase that. If he gets out of position like he has been doing the last couple games, then I think Jalen Hyatt will burn him. Who's who's the receiver for Florida? That's is it number ten? The um I'm trying to think of his name. Henderson? No. Or shorter. The one that's Yes, shorter. Short is very short is very good. No, he's good. The the one the deep ball in the first half yeah that led to the field goal yeah for Florida was on Keely Ringo again that's not Keely Ringo necessarily out of position per se I've seen Keely that Ringo a lot was from with him. him step for step what you've met what or what 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 
I have seen a lot from him is not being out of step. He was right there with him. Mm-hmm. The, he was in perfect position. He jumped too early. He played the ball too early. No ball skills, you're saying? Well, he has ball skills, but I'm just saying I've seen I've seen probably three or four plays this year where and it hasn't necessarily the other team hasn't necessarily capitalized every time, but he has played the ball incorrectly. He was in position. He just he jumped too early, he he jumped too late, whatever it might be. He was just off a little bit. Um yeah, I I don't I think he's I think he's definitely a top corner and Malachi Starks is a stud as well. And Chris Smith's one of the best safeties in the country. So Georgia's secondary is gonna be tested next week, but yep. if any secondary is up for it, it's Georgia's. Sure. So um and all around all around Georgia's got a better defense than Alabama does. So um offensive numbers probably aren't quite as good just because we don't have Bryce Young playing quarterback. Um but I, I do want everybody to keep in mind I'm not taking anything away from what what um Heupel's done at Tennessee in in a short amount of time and and how good they they are they're definitely a good team I just want everybody to remember before because everybody's talking about how Georgia's gonna there's I have I'm yet to see basically a hypothetical situation where Georgia wins this weekend everybody's talking about after Tennessee wins if you read Saturday on South go through it everybody's talking about after Tennessee wins this weekend those are all the predictions wow the Alabama Tennessee game Alabama loses 52 49. I believe that was the final, correct? Yeah. Yeah, 52-40. They don't lose that game if they don't commit 17 penalties. Yeah, they it was, would, they it was would bad. Not lose again. They, they no. Yeah. Bama Bama beats Tennessee if they play. I don't and I'm not talking about the SEC championship game. If you told them to line up tomorrow afternoon, Bama wins that game. Yeah, I agree. If they don't commit 17 penalties, if and, they commit and Bryce Young didn't if practice. they commit 10 penalties, <laughs> if they commit great. if they commit 10 penalties in that game, which is still a ton especially by Alabama standards. I'm hey. sorry, Tennessee, you lost at home by at least 13. I'm not taking away from how good Tennessee is. They are good. If Georgia plays a clean game this weekend, Tennessee is not the better team on that field. They aren't really anyway. Tennessee wins this weekend. It is because they are white hot, and they, they, they've, well, they stay that way. But, I mean, you think uh, the year LSU beat uh, Alabama – yeah. That game, Alabama had many chances to win that game. They were sloppy. First drive, straight down the field, two of fumbles without being contacted. Yep. Yeah, you just dropped. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying sometimes those magical teams, things happen. You Auburn, 2013 Auburn. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, college football is a magical thing. That's why we watch it every week, you know? Yep. I just hope there's not too much magic this weekend <laughs> from Tennessee. <laughs> anyway. I, I hope it's a barn burner. That's what I want to see. Uh, no, I, see I, I Jalen did. Hyatt and Brock Bowers. I swear, I, if you know Georgia what? beats them forty-eight nothing, I'm gonna be so mad. I, I, hope it's a, <laughs> I hope it's a I hope it's a barn burner as well, Zach, and I hope it's Tennessee's barn. That's yeah, on <laughs> Rocky top on fire, Rocky bottom. All right, boys, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go to Michigan State at number oh. four, Michigan. Um, By the way, y'all are gonna hate me next week when Georgia wins because I'm gonna come in and be a. You mean whenever you you like? Are you actually gonna be in here? Oh, golf's over. You'll be in here probably. Wow. I don't know if you were trying to troll there, but you kind of did. I was like trolling, but then like I got serious because I was like, "Oh wait, he'll actually probably be in here because <laughs> golf's over." So that's exciting. The podcast is better when the troll himself is here. <laughs> the troll himself. I, I need say? like a shirt that says that. Well, Grant is there. trolling, but Blake Corum is rolling. Yeah. And it's win. <laughs> oh my goodness! Man, you're on a roll today. Uh, Blake and Blake Corum is transitioning. The best. <laughs> Blake Horm is the best running back in college football. Yeah. As whoa, we speak right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'd agree. Whoa. He is. 
Either him or Jameer Gibbs. I was about to say Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I'd say Blake Quorum. They just serve different roles in their yeah. offense. Like, Blake Quorum is the focal point. Jameer Gibbs is the second yeah. best player on their offense. Jameer Gibbs is really good. He's an all-purpose but, back. But Blake Quorum, as of right now, is rolling through. I think he has close to 16 touchdowns on the year and over 1,000 yards rushing. rushing. And he's he plays him and another guy, Donovan Edwards. They kind of play... They, they flip-flop um, series. So Blake Quorum's been phenomenal. But this is not... Them beating Michigan defense. State is not the story. It's what happened after the story that we got to talk about. Post-game, yeah. it was a very ugly scene. Yeah, that was I, disgusting. Ver, first video, I have a couple of videos here for um, the guys here on the podcast. If you if you guys lo- go look on the, online at 24-7 Sports or on YouTube, uh, there's plenty of videos showing uh, it's downright assault. Um by Michigan State to Michigan players. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a video of a guy swinging a helmet on a Michigan player, Miles Garrett style. Um, and then there was another video of multiple Michigan State players throwing punches and ganging up on a um, on a Michigan uh, on a Michigan player. Mm-hmm. So it, it was very sad to see, um, and it. I, I don't know what to think of it. I know the police are going to get involved for Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan program, the Michigan State program. Mel Tucker went out with a statement, and so did Jim Harbaugh. Um, but it's just not a good situation right now for uh, Michigan unaccept- State. Unacceptable. Yeah. And as of right now, the player's mom for Michigan, who was, uh, his mom has pressed charges, um, and the police are currently – involved in an investigation and my thing is is no matter who said something no matter who started it in the tunnel for michigan and michigan state it is unacceptable for a player for a program um it it doesn't just reflect on you as a player it reflects on your coach reflects on the culture the university the athletic department it's it's a selfish move by michigan state and now it's a turning point it's a turning point for michigan state in the program yeah, but you can't – I don't think in this instance you can necessarily blame the program. You can blame the program if nothing ensues from this, if they allow this, if they excuse yeah. this, if more things come out. But these are individuals making decisions. Yeah. The same thing with Miles Garrett. Like, you can't blame the Browns organization for a person making that decision in the moment. Well, I think Mel Tucker, in this instance, you have to dismiss that. He's suspended the players. They have to be dismissed from the team if you're going to keep the integrity of the program, of the athletic well, department. Well, we have to see what comes out with the investigation, too. I mean, we're only seeing one side of the story. I'm not saying that the, that the Michigan player did anything wrong, but what if it came out that he did? Then it shows that Mel Tucker's smart by waiting to see all the evidence, hearing out the whole story, mm-hmm. and then make a move. But if if it does come out that they did do this, they were the aggressors in this circumstance, they have to be dismissed. And the, the school has to come out with a statement. Yep. Got any thoughts, Grant, Zach? Any I thoughts mean, on the situation? N- not – not anything new. Uh, I was just really listening and processing it. I actually didn't hear about this because I didn't watch this game because I was watching the Carolina-Pittsburgh game. Um, but, I mean. Shocker. <laughs> but, I mean, just a really bad situation. It just makes – and like Trey said, it's up to the individual's um, personal decisions. But, obviously, as a head coach, as a university, you have to take action. Those guys um, probably shouldn't be on your – team anymore um because they're kind of 
<laughs> I mean, that's criminal activity. I mean, so they're, they're going to have to there's, answer for that. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. The, I, like, there's no situation when that where that would be warranted. Um. Even even if he did say something, yeah. Well, yeah, saying something that's and doing something response. are different things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if the Michigan player had a knife and was like, "I'm about to like hurt one of y'all," that's different. But if it's just he provoked someone with words, you know, and 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 you're starting to assault, and it was like lots of, from what I saw, several players like yeah, ganging up, up on, on him. him. Yeah. yeah, which and I'm sure something was said because he was walking through there, and it's not like they're not going to talk to each other. They're right. they're rivals, and now. We're also assuming that if something was said, the, the Michigan player might not have even instigated what was said. That's what they'll find out. The, yeah, they'll find. I mean, Michigan, this Michigan State player might have said something. The Michigan player says something back, and then the Spartan players just, you know, go all WWE on the guy. Yeah. You know what's really sad, guys? Here I am looking at our sheet. I'm thinking, <laughs> how can I transition out? Because like clearly, this isn't a fun thing to talk about. Like, let's transition to the next point. Hey, you're uh, doing but, it. I'm not. But I don't. I don't want to transition to the next point because the next point is talking about Missouri beating South Carolina. <laughs> hey, guy, you were ranked one week in the top twenty-five. I heard a great. A, it's so tough. You know, you, I heard a great. <laughs> I heard. I, I heard a uh, a great um, uh, description it. of it what uh, description. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a little brain fart there. <laughs> I had a great description, or heard a great description of of South Carolina's. Um, what would be the word? Journey is the twenty fifth best team in the country. Escapades. Um, and it was it was from it was from Matt Mitchell this week on SEC Roll Call, and he said that they were they were the they were the, the it was a Chick fil A ranking because it lasted until Sunday, and, oh, uh, and yeah, it, it, <laughs> and so I actually I haven't think, seen the Roll Call yet. I don't think so that's that funny. oh, it's funny. Oh, I need to it's see it. Funny. It's funny. It's funny, and everybody's I, I won't spoil I won't spoil anything, but definitely everybody's favorite announcer makes an appearance in it as well not not actually but i swear if you say gary danielson i'm i didn't say you did though just as a south carolina fan i came into the season pretty high expectations i mean reasonably so we went seven and six last year get spencer radler get austin stogner good recruiting class transfers come in um start off one and oh sloppy game lose the next two to good schools Georgia absolutely baptizes us in pain. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> so I, I literally there, I'm like... That was I'm, a fun podcast. I'm like... <laughs> I like that. In, in, in that, in that moment, I'm like, you know what? Expectations are too high. I'm going to calm it down. You know, we're not good. Then we win four games in a row. And, and I wear my South Carolina polo to work on Monday. And I'm telling her, we're ranked. We're good. Like, we have a chance to be 8-4. and four. Exactly what you said to me. It is. You said eight and four, nine and three, possibly, and then we're, we we lost by thirteen to Missouri. So my my big we played Georgia close. My my big takeaway. And Florida also beat. My big takeaway is that uh, Spencer Radler is in fact not good. <laughs> um, Spencer <laughs> Radler did, has more what, interceptions than touchdowns. What, How long did, did it take what, you to that conclusion? What did we say at the beginning of the year, Trey? <laughs> that, that I should not be so high on Spencer Radler. Yes, because what not has a happened? Good quarterback. He's 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 proved you more than right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. He's thrown like 
Was it five or six? Th- it's it's not a lot of touchdowns. Hey, transition here. You know who is a great quarterback? Stetson Drake Bennett? May. Drake May. <laughs> oh, Stetson Bennett. I'm I sorry. I knew you. Shit, I knew bro. where you were going. I knew where you were going. Yeah. Drake May Stetson's is um, good enough. Guys. Oh, hey, wait. I just wanted to say one thing too about the baptism of pain. I really <laughs> liked that. I'm not gonna talk about the game, but it just made me think. So Georgia had a guy. He was his name was Ray Drews, defensive end, like five. Nah, he's probably seven, eight years ago, and he wasn't like anything good, but he was an ordained minister. So his nickname, his nickname while he was a defensive end was the Pastor of Disaster. And what, what was his first name? Ray Drew. Could have been Ray the Baptizer. I that's, like that's kind of cringy. I like Pastor yeah, Pastor Disaster. Disaster. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that must have sounded really uh, good in your head. Uh, but, but no, wait, but what if the Pastor of Disaster had delivered the baptism of pain? I don't uh, want to think about it. I just, I'm sorry. That just I'm was, sorry. That was that a just tough came game to, too, I, especially. The history of South Carolina, like coming funny. close to upsetting Georgia or upsetting Georgia in the last five years, and then we like get to game. I'm like, man, like we're gonna, and then they just was it 45 three or 48 three? 48 to seven. Yeah. Okay. They scored a late touchdown. I think I yeah, said I, I quit, I quit were, watching before there, the touchdown. There literally scored. wasn't anybody in the stands. <laughs> All right, let's tough. let's. Anyway, I think Drake, we, we Drake were, we were talking about Drake, overrated ACC Drake, teams. <laughs> Drake May is really really good if you haven't watched, but I, I'll say this. The key to North Carolina's success is their defense. If their defense keeps improving, this team has a shot to knock off Clemson. They do. They do. If they have a good enough defense. Because their offense can't compete with everybody. Absolutely. Well, it depends on who's at quarterback for Clemson, too. But, I mean, Clemson— I, I, I think whoever's at quarterback, I think North Carolina has a shot if their defense plays My well. thing is, North Carolina's offensive line, it's not very good. I mean, it's not the worst, but Brian Breesey, these these guys on Clemson's line— I'd, I'd be interested to see what Drake May could do. Um, I, I don't want to get to the hype there yet because North Carolina has to earn to be there. But, man, after the first two weeks for North Carolina to turn around like this, like they are going in a really good direction as a program. Drake May is a stud. Like Drake May and they is got him. a, a they got top-tier him for one quarterback. More, they got him for one more year, too. He's 19. Hopefully like, he doesn't like, pull a Sam Howell and not be good after his— That was just because of his defensive, uh, offensive line, not because yeah. of him. But. R- R- Zach, do you remember? Zach Haynes and I were watching— North Carolina game the other night yeah. when Zach Edwards walked in, yeah. and they were going somewhere. And Zach left. The, Zach Edwards left the room and was walking down the hall. And Zach Zach Haynes and I know very well how much Zach loves uh, Drake, um, May. Drake May. Loves him. And so we like ba- I, I basically mean, his brother. Yes, <laughs> right? basically he's really good. Um, and so we were we we decided we'd give him a hard time and just yell down the hall after he left the room that that uh, that Drake May had blown his knee out. <laughs> Towards so, ACL. So Zach Haynes and I just start freaking out. We're just like, oh, my word. Zach, you got to come back. No, Drake, Drake, May's, Drake May's hurt. Oh, that's got to be an ACL. Guys, no, that's a ligament. That's He's done. An he's ACL done. is a ligament. And the, the, Zach, Zach Haynes and I died laughing because all we hear from down the hall, and y'all now know that Zach Edwards is a very loud personality. <laughs> we just hear from down the hall is, Guys, come on. I'm still watching it. Like, it's not that big of a... <laughs> yeah, on my YouTube TV. Do you, do you want my opinion on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, ahead, you North Carolina fan. Yeah. So, I mean... You probably have, like, a statement I ready. I mean, I agree with... I th- I think Drake May, legitimately, if he were to continue this level of play, you've got to at least consider him for a Heisman. Because if he continues this level, he'll he'll get the freshman touchdown record in the ACC AC history. He, he will. Um. But I mean, I, what Trey said is really crucial. Our our offensive line isn't that great, and Clemson's defensive line is really really good. So we're gonna have a lot of problems there if we can hold Clemson to. I'm gonna say even 
30 points or under, we got a shot. And I would say that with really – I mean, obviously, I don't think the SEC teams that we could do that. But I think Clemson's a little overrated. Um, they're definitely not a, a bad little. team. But uh, I would say Clemson's definitely a more complete team than we are. There's no doubt. But whenever we step on that field, the best player on the field, arguably, I don't know. Clemson's got some really good defensive linemen. I would I would argue that the best player on the field is Drake May. Um, whenever if Clemson and North Carolina step on the field for the AC championship, but like you said, Drake May's gonna, Drake May's going to be Drake May. But like you said, it it's really dependent on. Can our defense slow them down at all? Especially, like, let's say DJ has a bad first half. They're like, hey, let's throw Club Nick in there, you know? And Noah Taylor, who's been solid for us all year, is out um, for the season. And Des Evans. Uh, Noah Taylor and Des Evans were both starting to play high level of football. And, and our two defensive ends, uh, or two of them, came on Rucker, had a big sack against Pittsburgh. But I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, we, I don't. I think we can definitely beat Wake Forest and have a pretty decent rest of the season. But every game is a fight. Um, so, except when you play Virginia, because yeah. Virginia doesn't have an offense, and Georgia Tech isn't very good. So hopefully we can beat them. Uh, we're gonna move on to another ACC school, Syracuse. Uh, they lost to Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame slowly improving, but again, for trolling aspect, Sean Tucker was not pleased. So all of us can be very sad. Um, today on the podcast, we can. Hey, that loss doesn't look as bad. It's still it's still kind of bad, but it's not as bad. Notre Dame's not a good team, and neither was yeah. Syracuse. Yeah, and Clemson still stormed the field. Sorry, I I should leave the trolling to Grant, but nah, no, nah, I, I want to hear job. Trey troll on that because he's a South Carolina fan. Troll on Clemson. He has nothing to troll about. South yeah, Carolina has lost to Missouri. Um, <laughs> I, I stopped hating Clemson like years ago. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. got it. Um, you know who we can troll? Uh, Texas A&M is three and I five. I actually was looking up stats to troll Texas A&M. <laughs> That's why I wasn't ready. <laughs> Texas A&M is uh, three and five. Ole Miss is eight and one. There, there's the only one stat to look up to troll at Texas A&M. Rushing yards. I was thinking ninety-five million. But oh yeah, well. Other in other news. Oh wow. Back to or their win-loss column. Okay, yeah. there's a lot of names to troll them on. <laughs> well, 390 on the Hank, ground is the Hank's one King. I'll start with. Well, I, I was looking up the rushing yards. Uh, first of all, the 390. But, like, go ahead, Zach. Well, 390 on the ground by Ole Miss is ridiculous number to give up. Again, that's not the most a team's given up. Remember, Michigan ran for 418 on Penn State. That's but, four football fields, Zach. Yeah. That's a lot of yards. Yeah. Uh, well, A&M ran for pretty much four football fields on A&M. And their running backs were running. I mean, running all over that star, five-star defensive line that we talk about. That's what I'm saying. It's unacceptable. I mean, hey, Jim- real quick, just because we've transitioned to another game, I'm just going to go back and wrap up the, the Syracuse thing. Uh-oh. Just as a recap, Notre Dame, you're still bad. Syracuse, we knew you stink. And Clemson, that's just embarrassing. Okay, now <laughs> go back to what we were talking about with Ole Miss and A&M because now we've wrapped up that game. That just felt like a loose end and it was bothering me. Yeah. Uh, no, you're good. That was yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you. We, Makes me feel really good. Thank you for tying that up for us, Grant. It's you know? considerate tied. <laughs> but Trey, Trey. Quinn were- Sean Judkins is a stud. Oh, yeah. The running back for Ole Miss. Has 1,000 yards already in this season. Um, but the rushing yards, man, they, they could not stop Ole Miss. It's really sad. I mean, a closer game. But Jimbo Fisher, there have to be changes made. I you probably can't fire him because of the money. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> you can't. But well, I'm like Texas you, A&M has a bigger pocketbook than any other team. They signed him the to nation. an extension. That was their problem. But I'm saying you got to hire a play caller. You have to, and you well, need. Is new Jimbo willing to give that up? He needs to be. I, you need to talk to Jimbo, because I mean, I can't talk with Jimbo. I'm talking about you know trustees, you know the, the board. booster club, yeah, the board. Like, <laughs> but they they need to be talking to Jimbo. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Trey. Yeah, keep going, keep going. But yes, yeah. no, good good win for Lane Kiffin though. Ole Miss bounced back, look, especially after the LSU game. It was good for Ole Miss to like come back and show, hey, we still got a lot of talent. Hey man, next next week we got two huge. Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. LSU and Alabama is kind of flying under the radar because of T- Tennessee and Georgia, but that's going to be a good game. Uh, we're going to move on. <laughs> Who would to... have ever thought we'd have said that? Yeah. LSU, Alabama. Yeah. Hey, Brian Kelly. Not this time you last know? year. No, definitely not this time. Oregon. Oregon stays on top of the Pac-12. TCU is, again, on top of the Big 12. Oregon's looking really good. Um, Who would have thought Oregon won seven straight after that first loss to Georgia at the beginning of the year? Where oh, not that, me. That was rated R for uh, a game on television. Uh, some closing thoughts, though. Look at us. Contenders, contenders are starting to separate themselves. It seems like Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Bama, TCU, uh, Michigan. They're they're kind of spreading them out from the pack in that ten to twenty pack in the the AP compared to that that one to seven, one to eight. There's just a different feeling for those teams, um, and I think those teams are really gonna uh, hold their own when it comes to pushing for that college football playoff. And the rankings come out tomorrow, but I don't care about the rankings. So they mean nothing in Wington. Oh yeah, they mean they mean nothing right now. It'll it'll fluctuate and change um, throughout week to week. I enjoy seeing what they are. <laughs> they mean nothing yet. Somehow the AP poll found finds a way to mean even less. That is so true. I, I had no idea what you said. Oh, I just said that the CFP rankings in week ten mean absolutely nothing. Yet somehow the AP poll finds a way to mean even less. Yeah, all, that's all I'm going to say true. is I saw my inner hypocrisy at church this past Sunday because, you know, my my whole life, the last several years, I've been saying AP poll means absolutely nothing. And as I look at my phone in the bathroom, I see that South Carolina is ranked number 25. And I mean, the the, the glee that filled my heart was so great. Why, no, are, hey, you, why I, are you torturing yourself? I feel the same way. When, whenever we got ranked and we got put at number 21, I, I thought it was Christmas morning. It's, it's like... You know, because we lost Notre man, Dame. You guys must not have known pain for a while because Florida got ranked at 11 against after they beat Utah, and I immediately went, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> Come, we're coming from different places. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, that, you that, guys had Kyle Trask like three years ago. <laughs> like he was very good. That, you know, I totally sympathize with y'all. I mean, that one week that we got dropped from one to two. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it must be so painful for you. Shut Actually, up, I was man. more upset when we got moved back to one. I kind of wanted you to. You get upset anyway. when the, another team scores a touchdown. We You you act like he's I not exaggerating. I get happy when we beat Pittsburgh, bro. You got <laughs> Hey, according to Desmond Howard, I'd be mad three if we ago, that's a huge win. It, that's a big it, win. It, for, it, for I would Carolina. be mad if we stooped to the level of playing Pittsburgh and considering it a game. Okay. <laughs> well, well, they can't. They can't. Fix well, it. Drake May is better than sets a minute. So, imagine if Drake May was on. <laughs> imagine if Drake May had Brock Bowers. Oh man. Well, yeah, Drake well, at North Carolina or Georgia. That both well, either. either. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I'd love no. to take Brock, the, Brock Bowers. The, the surrounding. I was saying, does does Brock Bowers go to UNC or does Drake May go to Georgia? Well, George, he'd go to Georgia. Well, okay, because he. I think he still has way more success at Georgia than he. Does. Yeah, he yeah. would. He would. 
Like oh, Brock, the, if they Bro- switch positions, would, would, George would, would Kirby, be. Here's the thing. Uh, would Kirby, although, although, I'm sorry. If Brock Bowers played quarterback, he'd be better than Drake Look, May. Here's, but, okay. Let's be honest. If <laughs> if Drake May was at Georgia, would he even start? Because he's a redshirt freshman, and Kirby doesn't like to play as redshirt freshman. No, we've had we've look. You talk, We were talking about stars earlier. Georgia's had more five star quarterbacks on campus since Kirby's been there than Florida's had five stars on campus. Yeah. So that's not true. How many Why? And I'm sorry. Who's had the better QB over the last couple of years? Oh, wait, Florida, right? Kyle Trask. Okay, well, actually, uh, well, actually, we'll actually, never know because Georgia five stars never played. Actually, we're going on a actually, wild rabbit chase right now. Yeah, this, well, is getting, <laughs> this is getting kind of hostile, guys. Uh, my are, quarterback are we, has more interceptions than touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how many rings did Kyle Trask have? Zero. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, guys, how that's many, the end of the podcast. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to get into that. I was trying to avoid that. Um, I mean, Marco Wilson. You see, he's better. <laughs> Marco Wilson's the best. Marco, uh, Marco Wilson is we're next gonna, screen saver on my phone. Like, his contact picture, when he calls me, it shows me. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. I mean, is Kyle Trask as good as, like, John Parker Wilson? Ouch. Oh, well. That's different, that's really, not, a, that's not as really good as AJ stupid. McCarron. That is not true. You are a hater. Wow. You're yeah, a troll. he's better than AJ Just McCarron. because Kyle Trask threw for, like, 400 yards on you guys and a gazillion touchdowns in that game when we beat hey, y'all. Hey, let's get one one out of the six times. One of the six times. Okay, let's let's get this straight. What we've learned in the last few minutes. Grant Florida's is still good. the Georgia troll, yeah. and he likes to show it. Yep. Zach loves Drake May. <laughs> Amen. Zach Haynes is very defensive of the five star recruiting ability of his program, and Spencer Rattler is well, we really bad. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. This is going to be the podcast. Again, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on rss.com. Again, it was so great for you guys to join us today. It's so great to have all of you guys on the podcast, uh, specifically the people listening and you guys. It always makes the podcast better when I'm not alone and I have people that can actually Happy Tennessee Hate Week. Happy. I'm not saying that. You can say that. Bye, everyone. I just did.